trying hard to handle things gracefully as her body keeps surrendering to gravity cellulite growing in the strangest places it's getting real hard to be bodacious another pair of jeans for the don't fit pile her sweats are getting more and more versatile because you can dress them up you can dress them down they feel real good and her waist ain't bound well girl I Oh, baby. There you go. The Menopause Blues by Jill Miller. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thank you very much, folks. And guess what we're doing today on Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. Yep. We're going to do the whole guy thing and pretend we know what we're talking about. And we're going to talk about something we have no idea what we're talking about, which is menopause. All right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to make people mad, right? You can't talk about this on a Wednesday, right? You can't talk about this on a Wednesday because it's going to interfere with your other podcasts. You got to talk about this kind of thing on a Friday right? Where uh, you got the whole weekend to forget about it and forget how silly I'm about to be. All right. That's all. That's, that's what I'm doing here. And I don't want to make anybody mad. Okay. So uh, let, let's get right into it. I would imagine, you know, uh, menopause literally means putting men on pause. That's what it means. I'm pretty sure menopause means putting men on pause. Like when the hand comes out full palm force, like some kind of wicked kung fu move that the only greatest masters can perform. And the, you know, the hand comes right out and the palm comes out and then this, it moves this huge pocket of air at you and blows you across the room like that, 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 that kind of pause. You know what I'm saying? Right? It's menopause, man. It means putting a stop to your man having sex with you for a while. I mean, I'm, look, I don't know anything about that, right? I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm okay with this. Everything is fine. All right? Don't get mad. There's the ever-pleasant vaginal dryness. I don't know anything about that. I don't even know anything about anal dryness, right? There's no dryness going on around here with me, okay? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not my dryness. I don't care. There's super glide gels for that, which, by the way, are better, than, better and wetter than water. I don't know how something is wetter than water, but a super glide gel, I promise you, is wetter than water, and I'm not really sure how that's possible. Menopause uh, also puts a halt to a man's forgetfulness. <clears throat> Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing, right? Uh, it's not that the man's memory has gotten any better. No, it's not that. It's not, that's not what it is. If it was, we would be cool about things, right? No, what it is, is, is that, uh, the woman's memory has literally turned to shit, you know, and you're living with a blank library. So, uh, when men get old, shit happens over a period of time. Like the memory starts to go, then it comes back then it goes again. And then, you know, there's the same for the eyesight, right? Yeah. And, and the same thing for your back and the same thing for your, uh, your erections, right? They come, they go. You never know when they're going to happen. And when they do, everybody's got to be ready, right? All right. So, but when a woman is in menopause and has that happen for a large chunk of time, like 12 months, the end result is nobody knows where the car keys are. Uh, the 20 pairs of cheetahs that you share to read the newspaper uh, are gone and no one can find those either. 
And uh, there's a lighter for the deep three wick, three wick candle that you have sitting in the middle of the table, right? Yep. Nobody knows who that lighter is, right? Everybody can find a candle. Nobody can find a lighter. Facts. All right. So there you go. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's called menopause strictly to let men know that the biological clock has come to an end. I'm also pretty sure that men can smell that all over a woman, by the way. Uh, there are days when I stand next to my wife and all I want to do and all I can think about is sex, buddy. That's no joke. It's not her fault, right? I mean, it's not like, it's like she's doing anything different. It's not her perfume. It's, it's not her charming personality, right? Uh, it's not that she can uh, cook, bake, create, or entertain either. Uh, positive, it's her, it's her chemical makeup or, you know, whatever hormones that she's got shooting out of her eyes uh, that day or week or whatever, how long it takes for these things to move along at a rate of speed. So. Right. You, you got to ask yourself, uh, you know, what's going on with that? This article just came out in The New York Times. Women have been misled about menopause. If you can get your hands on it, it is one of the best things as a woman in menopause I have ever read. You are going to see yourself in the stories of the women in these articles. What happened in their doctor's offices, how they were misdiagnosed, dismissed, mistreated. And an essay on how we got to this point in women's health also covers how the dangers of hormone therapy have been grossly overblown and we've left an entire generation of women bereft. It is time to take back your menopause. Well, there you go. Got to take back your menopause because uh, somebody was trying to take it from you. I promise no one's trying to take your menopause from you. So let's stop being so silly. All right. Let Lewis stop being silly. And so here, here it is. What is menopause? Okay. Well, uh, menopause is a natural biological process that marks the end of a woman's reproductive years. Uh, it is defined as the permanent cessation of menstruation and occurs when a woman's ovaries stop producing eggs. Menopause is typically diagnosed after 12 consecutive months without a menstrual period. The uh, average age for menopause is around 51, although it can occur earlier or later, depending on the woman, everybody's different. As women approach menopause, they may experience a range of physical and emotional um, symptoms, you know, including hot flashes, uh, night sweats, uh, mood changes, vaginal dryness, and changes in sleep patterns. Menopause is a normal part of aging, but it can also be triggered by medical treatments such as chemotherapy or surgery to remove the ovaries. So uh, I, I, we always hear this thing about hot flashes, right? I don't know what that is. You know, there's a new commercial out there for uh, VMS, Vader, uh, vo vape, I don't know what the hell it's called. Anyway, uh, Vaser motor symptoms or some shit like that, right? Well, hot flashes are one of the most uh, common symptoms of menopause, affecting up to 75% of women. They are a sudden feeling of warmth or heat that spreads over the body, often accompanied by sweat, rapid heartbeat, and a flushed or red face that can last from a few seconds to several minutes and can occur multiple times a day or night. The exact cause of hot flashes is not fully understood, but it is believed uh, to be related to hormonal changes that occur during menopause. As estrogen levels decrease, it can affect the body's temperature regulation system, uh, leading to the sensation of heat, right? Uh, hot flashes can also be triggered by certain foods, drinks, or lifestyle factors such as caffeine, uh, alcohol, spicy food, smoking, and stress. Certain medications and medical conditions can also cause hot flashes. To, main, to manage uh, hot flashes, women may try various strategies. This is crazy stuff, man. Such as dressing in layers, right? Using a fan 
or a cooling device, practicing relaxation techniques and avoiding triggers. And it's a lot of, a lot of triggers has to do with food too. Uh, hormone therapy, which involves taking estrogen and progesterone, can also be effective in reducing hot flashes. So what are the fa- psychological factors uh, associated with menopause? Because you know, all women are different. And, um, you know, everybody thinks differently, acts differently. They're, some of these symptoms are really, you know, odd. And no man would ever want to subject themselves to this at all, by the way. So what are the psychological factors associated with menopause? Well, menopause is a significant life transition that can impact a woman's physical, emotional, and psychological well-being. While every woman's experience is unique, there are several psychological factors that are commonly associated with menopause. And uh, these include mood changes, right? Uh, Menopause can cause fluctuations in hormone levels, which can affect mood and lead to symptoms of depression, anxiety, and irritability. Yeah, man. You know, that's terrible. I mean, I've lived with it my whole life. So honestly, um, like I I got you beat, you know, Uh, you know, this has been with me for ever since I'm 13, uh, what I go through. So uh, I, I got you beat on this one. But for someone who doesn't, have someone who's not practiced at this who doesn't uh, have has to have to deal with this all the time um mood changes and things like that and anxieties and depressions irritabilities uh then that one year of this is probably it's probably like living in a prison you know i would imagine because that's what it's like for me all the time with it so it's like putting yourself in a prison and having to stay there and there's nothing you can do about it until your body says okay i've had enough of this shit let's go it's over now and then one day you wake up and that shit's over. And it's, it's, it must be horrible for a woman. Uh, body image, right? It, already women have a, a problem with body image to begin with their entire lives. Now, here's something I don't know anything about. Okay? And a woman will look at me and go, hey, Lou, you know that whole depression thing you know about? Yeah, I go, yeah. And, they, and that's when they look at me and they go, well, this is how the body image thing works. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So that's changes in body shape, weight gain, and other um, physical changes associated with menopause can impact a woman's self-esteem and body image can you imagine you're a woman and uh i mean i got three daughters and i've seen their stages of self-esteem you know i've, I've seen how they go you know with their different body shapes and their weight gains and the other physical changes that happen through them throughout their lives you know i've seen them uh you know wor- worry about their breast size i've seen them worry about their hip size i've seen them worry about their body image i've seen them worry about what they look like every day uh, and it's, it's a, it's a tough way to go through life where I get up, throw, throw on a pair of jeans, a t-shirt and some, some like slip on shoes and, and everybody's happy. Right. And nobody's looking at me going, wow, Lou, uh, how come you're, you know, look like that every single day and you don't care. And I'm like, well, because that's, that's what I do. Women don't do that. Right. Uh, they have sexual health uh, issues. Menopause can lead to changes in their sexual desire arousal and satisfaction, which can impact a woman's sexual health and relationship. Women already have a tough time with that stuff. Okay. They already have a tough time with that. You know, if they've ever had a bad sexual experience at an early age, it it creates an entire other set of issues um, that happen for the rest of their lives in, in, in respect to being aroused or, or having um, the ability to have an orgasm, right? It's just, this is what you hear all the time from women. If you read enough women's magazines and they were laying around my mother's house all the time, I really didn't have a choice. You're in the bathroom. There was no phone for you to play with when you was a kid, right? You read your mother's magazine. Usually it was Vogue, right? Something crazy, crazy magazine like that. And there I was reading it about women's sexual health. 
Cosmopolitan. That was the other big one. Oh, my God. Forget it. I don't even want to talk about it. All right. Uh, identity. For some women, menopause can bring a sense of loss as they transition into a new phase of life, which can impact their sense of identity and purpose. Look, what if you've never had kids and you were a woman and you, you're going through menopause and you know you're not going to have them now? I mean, um, that's, uh, that's something that, that you have to be sensitive to. You know, as a man, anyway, if you're with a woman like that, you have to be sensitive to those things. You just can't let those things pass. You have to at least think about them and be prepared for your woman to look at you and say something like that so that you can have an answer, right? That's what men do. We provide answers uh, for people uh, all over the world, okay? We don't even care who you are. You call me on the phone. You go, hey, man, I got a question. Can you answer it? I go, yep, give me the question. I'll give my back shot. I don't even know who you are. All right. Uh, the number five would be quality of life, right? Menopause can impact a woman's quality of life, affecting her social, occupational, and recreational activities. I mean, there's, I mean, there's certain things she won't be able to do anymore. There's certain things she may not want to eat anymore, right? Could change your appetites, things like that. So what you got to ask yourself, what creates the mood changes that come with menopause? Well, the mood changes that come with menopause are believed to be related to the fluctuation and decline of hormones, particularly estrogen, which play a big role in regulating mood. Estrogen affects the production and regulation of neurotransmitters in the brain, including serotonin, dopamine, and uh, noropinephrine. So, which can impact mood, motivation, and emotional stability. During menopause, the ovaries gradually produce less estrogen, leading to hormonal fluctuations that could cause mood swings, irritability, uh, anxiety, and depression. Other factors that may contribute to mood changes during menopause include stress, sleep disturbances, and lifestyle changes. You know, uh, on the podcast, I, I like to go through a series of questions and they seem, and they're very tiered in their thinking. And you can hear the tiered thinking as we go because I give you titles and I give you my, the titles of my little uh, bullet points, right? And so you can hear my brain working out loud as we go. And it sounds like I'm doing it, I'm doing it, you know, right on the spot. But, you know, I'm not. Everything is kind of well prepared here. Uh, so the next thing that we're going to go over is menopause and the brain because now you got to ask yourself, You've got all these mood changes going on, but what's affecting those mood changes? And, and ladies, you know, why, do you, why are you going through this? So this knowledge is important to you, I think, right? So I'm going to give it to you because if my daughters are listening, they're going to have to go through this and they're going to say, hey, dad, thanks a lot. You know, I'm dead and gone by that time probably. And they're going to be, yep, thanks a lot, dad. I appreciate all, all the knowledge. So aside from typical aging changes, there is some evidence that menopause on its own may have a connection to brain health. A brain image study supported in part by, uh, NI, by the NIA uh, indicated differences in the brain structure, connectivity, and energy process before, during, and after the menopausal transition. Uh, the study was led by a doctor, by a, a woman named Lisa Mosconi, a doctor, PhD, director of the Wheel Cornell Woman Brains Initiative. Um, findings showed that the brain changes were specific to menopausal ovarian aging rather than chronological aging. That's really different, right? So you've got two kind of agings going on there now. You've got menopausal ovarian aging, aging and then you've got chronological aging affecting a woman's brain, which could lead to a quicker set of Alzheimer's. Okay? So that forgetfulness is, could be a precursor. So you have to be careful. Right, ladies, take some vitamins. Um, there are plenty of good, good vitamins out there for that brain health. 
uh, and you, you can look them up. I can't go over them with you now in this 30 minutes. Uh, the researchers also looked at the buildup of amyloid plaques, a hallmark of Alzheimer's, and compared the brains of women and men carrying APOEE4, which is a genetic variant associated with increased risk for this disease. Uh, perimenopausal and postmenopausal women were found to have more buildup than males and premenopausal women. But what's contributing uh, to menopause-related changes in brain health, right? What, what's, what's contributing to that? Well, menopausal symptoms, particularly hot flashes and night sweats, called vasomotor symptoms, may be key factors. Uh, I was looking for that word earlier, and I just didn't want to go through it, right? So I knew it was coming up, and I knew I could find it again. <laughs> Research continues to link menopausal symptoms to brain health, all right? Um, the study is the uh, study is assessing uh, vasomotor symptoms, cardiovascular health, sleep, co uh, cognition, brain function, and structure, and more. Uh, their preliminary research informing MS brain has shown vasomotor symptoms to be associated with poorer verbal memory, word encoding, and word recognition, and altered brain activity during the memory task. These symptoms, especially night sweats were also associated with greater lesions in the brain called white matter hyperintensities. You know, I wonder if that's like having scarlet fever every, 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 every 20 minutes because there's some damage going on to blood vessels in the brain there uh, from all of that uh, sweating and all that heat and all that uh, opening up of the pores, closing of the pores, you know, just to get it done, just to cool the body off. Uh, it is damaging to brain cells. Uh, and you know, I, I had scarlet fever as a kid, uh, you know, so yeah, it, it, you, you hallucinate and things like that. And women do that on this, on this VMS stuff, man. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful stuff. And men should be, you know, just a tiny bit more patient with their wives, please. Uh, I know I'm working on that right now. Okay. So menopause itself may be a dynamic neurological transition. Um, many menopausal symptoms, including VMS and sleep problems are tied to the nervous system. Associated changes could have implications for dementia risk. Right? Vasomotor symptoms and poor sleep are linked to greater risk of cardiovascular disease. Right? There's, 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 when, you have, when you have less sleep, what you're doing is you're not repairing your body. Right now I'm in the middle, I bought this uh, aura ring and I look at my sleep every night and I, I'm focusing on concentrating on even meditating before I sleep every, every, um, you know, every night, about five minutes right before I go to bed and close my eyes, I do this whole body thing, uh, that seals do to help them go to sleep. Um, and, uh, it works, you know, and you get a deeper, deeper sleep. But as you get older, you lose deep sleep and I'm actually gaining deep sleep now. Uh, and it's good for your repair system. And, and, and that would be good for women to focus on as they're getting older as well. Uh, some deeper sleep. I'm going to talk to, talk to my wife with, about that too, because, um, she, you know, she's, she's experiencing some sleep issues as well now. So, um, uh, um, cardiovascular disease, as well as white matter, uh, hyper intensities are risk factors for Alzheimer and disease and vascular dementia. Okay. You're chilling on the couch when something in your body shifts, a warm sensation suddenly hits you all over your arms, neck, chest, and face. The sensation might be so severe that you want to peel off your layers. This is a hot flash or hot plush. 
Sometimes the symptoms can last for 30 seconds, but for some people, it can last up to 10 minutes. When a hot flash occurs, your body tries to get rid of the heat. Blood flows to your skin's surface, making you look flushed or red. The heat can transfer from your skin, making you sweat and cooling you down. In the brain, your hypothalamus is at the center of all this action. A set of cells in the arcuate nucleus and preoptic area of the hypothalamus called candy neurons help control body temperature. There you go, right? So this is, this is very complicated. I wish I could do more of that, um, but it's, it's not, you know, I, I don't want to. You know, we got, we got other things we got to talk about. Uh, so, um, but yeah, uh, all of this is very interconnected. Uh, there's a lot of uh, chemicals being released like estrogen, right? So you got to ask yourself, what's estrogen? So estrogen is a group of hormones. It isn't a single hormone, okay? It is literally a group of hormones that are primarily produced by the ovaries in females, although it is also produced in smaller amounts uh, by the adrenal, adrenal glands and fat cells. Uh, estrogen plays a critical role in the development and regulation of the female reproductive system, as well as in the growth and maintenance of bones and tissues throughout the body. Estrogen has a wide range of effects on the body, including uh, promoting the growth and development of the uterus, fallopian tubes, and vagina in females, regulating the menstrual cycle and ovulation. Imagine if you don't have to do that anymore. Your body's going to be like, yeah, man, we don't need all that estrogen. And so now you're missing this, this, this complex set of chemicals that helps your body do certain things and also regulates other things besides this. So it also promotes the growth and maintenance of bones um, and helping to prevent osteoporosis. That, that, that estrogen is not going to be there to do that now because it doesn't need the, to do the other three or four things with your ovaries and uterus. Uh, affecting the production and regulation of neurotransmitters in the brain, which can impact mood and cognitive function. Yeah, you're going to be missing a lot of estrogen because of that as well. Uh, regulating cholesterol levels in the blood. Yeah, you're going to have to take a statin, right? Um, affecting the skin and other issues throughout the body. Yeah, you're going to start getting dry skin and things like that. So you need that complex set of, um, uh, of chemicals the estrogen provides, but you're not going to get it because the main thing that it's there for is promoting growth and development of the uterus, fallopian tubes, vag and vagina in females, and regulating the menstrual cycle and, ov and ovulation. All right, that's its main function. Okay, so if that's its main function, guess what? Uh, the other things are going are to have to share whatever's left of that estrogen. And it's not a lot, I promise. So estrogen levels naturally decline as women age, particularly during menopause, which can lead to a range of physical and psychological symptoms. Um, yeah, you got to ask yourself, why would a woman refuse hormone therapy at this point, right? Why would, why would a woman say no to hormone therapy? And if you were listening earlier, we had a little clip from a lady who was telling you about an article uh, in the New York Times, and she's correct. The article is fantastic. By the way, you should check it out. Anyway, um, <clears throat> She says that women have been misled about hormone therapy. I don't know if misled is the correct thing. I think science changes constantly, and scientists are always um, are always gathering information and re-examining re, re it and looking at it differently over the years, and they come to different conclusions because of newer ideas, right? So there are a variety of reasons why a woman may choose to refuse hormone therapy during menopause, and these may include increased risk of health problems. Hormone therapy can increase the risk of certain health problems, such as breast cancer, blood clots and stroke, women who have a history of these conditions or who are increased or at an increased risk for them may choose to avoid 
hormone therapy, uh, personal preference, right? Some women may simply prefer to manage their symptoms using non-hormonal methods such as lifestyle changes or alternative therapies, even dietal changes. Uh, concerns about side effects. Hormone therapy can cause a range of side effects such as bloating, breast tenderness, and mood changes. Some women may choose to avoid these side effects by not using hormone therapy. Uh, financial concerns. Hormone therapy can be expensive and some women may not be able to afford it. Oh, you know, I, I, I always think that's unfair, uh, but okay. Um, uh, can't get into that. That's another podcast. Philosophical or religious beliefs, right? Uh, you have a fear of long-term use. A lot of people don't want to be stuck having to use hormones for the rest of their lives and they, don't want, they want to avoid it altogether. So what about hormone treatments? Well, some women want to know if hormones are a good option for treating symptoms of, of menopause and the level of risk involved. 20 years ago, findings from the uh, WHI, which is the Women's Health Initiative, study raised concerns and questions about the safety of hormone therapy. Initially, researchers had examined data from participants who were an average of 10 years past menopause and had high cardiovascular risk. However, more recent research, including further analysis of the WHI data, has found that there may be more benefit and less risk for women during the menopausal transition than was first suggested. Yo, this is important, right? These changes in ideas come from uh, doctors who are learning with the new ideas, learning with new information. Most of these young doctors are trying really, really hard to, uh, to get ahead of things so that they can help you. Uh, after the WHI study, researchers designed the Kronos Early Estrogen Prevention Study, which is uh, short for KEEPS, uh, which includes the NIA Fund Keeps Cognitive and Effective Substudy to Better Understand the Effects of Timely Menopausal Hormone Therapy, which is MHT. By enrolling participants with a lower risk for cardiovascular disease, the study was able to observe the effects of MHT more directly and address concerns about side effects. Keeps recruited more than 700 women at low cardiovascular risk who were within three years of their last menstrual period to investigate the cardiovascular, cognitive, and mood effects of two forms of MHT, conjugated estrogen, estrogen, and estradiol, both which, both with oral progesterone. So, during the study, there were no major adverse cardiovascular or cognitive events or differences in incidence of breast cancers among MHT and placebo groups. Okay, this information should should provide reassurance to women with low cardiovascular risk who are considering use of hormone treatment to reduce menopausal symptoms. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool that you're not going to have any, any issues with your heart if you're going through these therapies because that was one of the big things that women didn't want to have. They didn't want to have issues with their heart, right? Uh, both forms of MHT reduce the severity of menopausal symptoms, including hot flashes, night sweats, and poor sleep. In addition, the estrogen treatment, treatment showed a positive effect on mood while the estradiol treatment improved sexual function. Well, we got, we got, to, get, we got to get a couple of those pills around, right? Uh, both treatments also help to maintain bone density and decrease insulin resistance. That's always good. Uh, investigators now seek to assess former Keeps participants after stopping MHT. This recontact with Keeps participants provides a singular opportunity to assess the long-term risks and benefits of MHT on brain, cognitive, and mood health, and on developments of Alzheimer's disease in women who were treated with MHT within three years of menopause, which is the critical window for MHT, right? So while researchers continue to gather evidence on hormone therapy, both the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists and the North American Menopause Society 
provide guidance to clinicians on the use of hormone therapy to treat vasomotor symptoms related to menopause, including identifying the, the most appropriate dose and formulation that would involve the least level of risk. Uh, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force does not recommend hormone therapy for the prevention of chronic conditions such as cardiovascular disease, right? So what do we got going on here? In all of my research on menopause, and I'm telling you, it was, you know, it was a lot, okay? It was done over a period of time, not, not, and things were put together as I, as I looked at things in my, and, and, and cataloged things in my head. Um, all of my research on menopause and watching my wife hack her way through this jungle of emotions and in seeing my mother go through a very early and forced menopause, uh, I have decided that it's better to be a man. That's it. That's what I've come up with. Yep. That's, um, that's no joke, man. You know, women can't possibly understand the conviction with, 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 with which men mean this statement. It's not a placating kind of thing. No man wants to be a woman. No man can do it. Uh, the pride in being a woman seems to be in the discovery that pain is the ultimate healer. Um, the pain of childbirth, the pain of expectation, the pain of loss of a child, you have birthed, right? Societal norms that are ever-changing within their own frameworks, uh, unmanageable and unnavigable inferiority complexes brought on just by being the sex you are is not something a man can understand, right? When a man looks at something new, he gives it a name. Uh, the woman looks at the man and asks him to qualify that decision. That's, all, that's what happens. When a man makes a widget that works, the woman tells him uh, how he could have made it better by doing this or that to it. Uh, when a man disciplines the child she bore, he does so for a result. Uh, she provides the child she bore with the empathy it needs to redistribute the punishment. When a woman disciplines the same child as the man uh, had disciplined, uh, the man reinforces the woman's actions. He does not provide empathy okay that's that's not what happens there the good thing about a woman is that uh, there is no chemical explosion within her that can change the very basic things that make her the woman she has and always will be so hang on tight boys right hang on tight let her be give the woman you love the space to, to be the woman you will be rediscovering over the next 12 months i promise you my man it's going to be worth it i promise so here we go Thank you for joining me on Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. I had a great talk, time talking about something I absolutely know nothing about. Thank you very much.